0: And take the right next steps towards landing a career you love. Because you deserve a long, radiantly happy and healthy career. This is the Flourish Careers podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Flourish Careers podcast. I'm your host, Jen Smith. And today we are jumping into how to make a fabulous first impression when starting a new job. So I'm going to begin by sharing a funny story about one of my most memorable first days, which leads to why I care about this topic and want to help you make the most out of your first days, weeks, and months on a new job. Then we'll dive into your goals as a new team member. I'll share a simple framework to help you plan for smooth onboarding that includes three key components, which are... People, process, and performance. And then because virtual work is not going anywhere, I am going to sprinkle in some hot tips to make a fabulous first impression even when working from home. So quick story, if you've been around here for a little while, you know that my First professional experience post-college graduation was a little rocky, to say the least. So as a brief recap, I landed a job working as a frontline supervisor in a potato chip factory working the graveyard shift. So I relocated three and a half hours from home and lived in my realtor's spare bedroom for my first week. This was before Airbnb was ever a thing, and needless to say, it was just a rough start. I'm going to add to that rough start by sharing my first day story that was quite memorable. So I arrived at the manufacturing facility, and it was under construction at the time. So there were a few other people that started on the same day as me, and I saw someone I recognized from the interviews in the parking lot. And I really wanted to walk in with them since the building was under construction. So they were like redoing the front uh, office area and the entrance was like this makeshift entrance. It was totally under construction. There was those orange cones and yellow ribbons everywhere. And it just looked a lot different from when I went to the interview. And I didn't really know where I was going. So I really wanted to walk in with one of my new colleagues. So I quickly parked my car flagged down my new teammate in the parking lot and navigated our first day together. So the first day was great. It was, you know, meet and greet. We did a site tour. We set up our desks. We did a little bit of training. There was some paperwork. And then we wrapped up for the day. So I began walking out to my car and frantically searching for my keys. And I couldn't find them. So then I retraced my steps from the morning and realized I locked my keys in the car. Now, obviously, I'm dating myself a bit because this was before cars had all the technology to make it almost impossible to lock your keys out of the car. So it used to be a thing. And I was in such a hurry to meet up with my new colleague in the parking lot. I locked my keys in the car. So now what? I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to call AAA on my first day. And this is so embarrassing. This was also before cell phones were attached to us at all times. So I had to wander back into the manufacturing facility to find a phone to call AAA. And that's when I ran into one of the managers who I knew. He basically spent the whole day with us. And so I had to tell him what happened. He laughed at me and then said I was in good hands. So he radioed. They have these like walkie-talkies to reach different people throughout the facility. And so he radioed for one of the mechanics to come out and see if they could help me. And I'll never forget this. I remember it like it was yesterday. The mechanic, who I learned is somewhat of a jokester, came walking out with this orange-reddish huge brick in his hand, like he was going to throw the brick through my window to get into the car. It was so funny, and like I said, I can literally still picture it like it was yesterday. He also had some kind of device in his pocket, which allowed him to easily open my car door, unlock it, without throwing the brick or breaking the windshield. And sure enough, my keys were right there in the console. So this mechanic and I became fast friends. We laughed and I was so grateful and totally embarrassed about the whole thing. So needless to say, starting a new job is nerve-wracking. So I want to make sure that you are prepared. And as a high achiever, my guess is that you want to make a strong first impression. And sometimes when it comes to that, we think that everything needs to be perfect or we have to have all the answers immediately. And that's just unrealistic. So your new team and your manager will know that it's going to take some time to get settled and they'll be there to help you, just like my new colleagues and my new mechanic friend was there to help me. The other thing I want to mention here is that not every company is good at onboarding, especially if you're working remotely. So it's really best to go in with a plan. So let's start with your goal. As a new team member, your goal in the first 30 or 60 or 90 days is simple. It is to soak up as much information as possible, cultivate new relationships, and add value wherever you can. All of that starts with people, so meeting your new colleagues, clients, team members, support teams, and anyone you're going to interact with is your number one priority. It is essential for you to go out of your way to meet your new team members, especially if you're virtual. And one of the best ways you can do this is to let your manager know that meeting with your team and building relationships is an important priority for you. So you can sit down with your manager, ask for a list of people you should get to know, And I always recommend expanding your list beyond your immediate team. So who are the teams that you're going to collaborate with most often? What about your skip level manager, which means your manager's manager? It's always good to put a name and a face to higher levels in the organization. And then don't forget about essential support departments. So HR and IT are always significant people to spend a little bit of time getting to know especially IT if you are working remotely. When things go awry with your computer system, you need somebody to be able to talk to and get it fixed. You also want to think about external partners. So are there any agencies or contractors that your team regularly interacts with? So remember to kind of think outside the box when you're making this list. Once you have your people list, think through creative ways to introduce yourself to everyone. And you always want to do what's most comfortable for you. So, for example, maybe you take the initiative to set up a quick one on one, 10 minute coffee chat with each of your new team members. You could do this in person or you could do it virtually. Usually, a 10 or 15 minute intro meeting is easy for people to say yes to. You could also meet somebody for lunch. Or a simple way to hit the ground running is to ask meeting organizers to give you a couple minutes at the beginning or the end of a meeting to introduce yourself. So you're likely going to attend a bunch of meetings throughout your first couple weeks. And a quick hello through Zoom or an in-person meeting is an easy way for people to put a name to a face and for you to make a great first impression. As a bonus, if you craft an exceptional elevator pitch ahead of time, it is bound to make a memorable impression. So we did talk about a framework for this in in framing your career story in episode 23, which I'll add to the show notes. But ideally here, you want to share a brief story about your background, talk about what your new role is and what you're going to be doing, and then maybe a little anecdote about what you're looking forward to. I want to reiterate here, the critical component is for you as the new team member to take the initiative to schedule these meetings and ask meeting organizers for a little bit of time. So you don't want to sit back and wait for others to reach out to you. They're busy and they may not even know you're new to the team. So stepping up to make it happen will set you apart. I want to share a few key points to think about when you're meeting new people. First and foremost is communication with your new team members is critical, even more so when you're working virtually. So don't be afraid to ask people their preferred method of communication. Everyone is different. Some people might be okay with Slack or instant messages, others might prefer email. Others might prefer you to set up a meeting. So it's really important just to ask this question so when you do need to interact with others, you are meeting them where they prefer and you're able to get answers quickly. This conversation is essential with your immediate manager. So as you get started, you're likely to have a ton of questions. Asking your manager how they prefer to communicate will make the onboarding process plus your relationship with your manager much, much smoother. Then the last point I have here is as you meet your new colleagues, don't be afraid to jump in and help. If you sense that someone is stressed, maybe you do a coffee chat and you can feel some anxiety or stress in their voice, ask them how you could support. So as the new person, you likely will have a little bit of extra time while you're getting up to speed. And a simple act of asking how you can support somebody is going to go a long way. And it doesn't have to be anything major. So some examples that come to mind is, you know, maybe somebody's working on an all-company email communication and it's stressful to hit that send button. (laughs) And so you could help them by proofreading the email communication before they hit that send button. Or maybe somebody's testing out a new training system or a virtual training system, and they're facilitating their first virtual class with this new system. So an easy way for you to add value could be to offer to test it with them. So be the person on the other end of the system and see if it's working and give feedback and share ideas. These are just some simple ways that are going to help you build relationships and make a fabulous first impression with your new colleagues. Okay, so developing relationships with your team and the people you're going to interact with is most important. It's your top priority. The next thing to think about is process. So with a new job comes a fresh start. This is an excellent time to get organized and set good habits. So think about how you want to manage your time in your calendar. So do you need to block time for creative projects? If so, establishing your calendar right out of the gate will ensure that you are successful right from the start. And then speaking of the calendar, taking time to learn about reoccurring team processes and adding them to your schedule will ensure that you don't miss out on relevant information. So sometimes when you're new, you might not be added to distribution lists right away, So to be proactive, you can ask to be added to weekly, monthly, and quarterly meetings and even annual meetings to be sure that you're added quickly. You can join these regular team processes right away. Again, it's all about being proactive and taking the initiative to ask these questions. In terms of process, one-on-one meetings with your direct manager are imperative to your success. So if your manager doesn't have a one-on-one process already set up, I strongly suggest that you ask for one. So setting aside dedicated time to meet with your manager is essential, and it's especially essential during your first couple of months. This also eliminates a lot of ineffective back and forth communication, and it's going to help ease your nerves. So think about it. As you're navigating a new role, you're going to have a ton of questions. So instead of pinging your manager every time you have a question, jot them down on a Post-it note or on a Google Doc, and then save that for your regularly scheduled meeting. So if every Friday you have a 15 or 20-minute check-in with your manager, you have all your questions prepared, and you can quickly go through those. Knowing that you have that dedicated time and support from your manager will also ease your mind as you cruise through the onboarding process. Okay, so now once you understand the people that you're going to be working with, you've got the team processes ready to go, it's time to talk about performance. So the third factor when effectively navigating your own onboarding and making a fabulous first impression Is performance. So you want to clarify your individual goals as well as understand your team's goals and performance expectations right away. And you can do this by sitting down with your manager and defining what success looks like. So this is going to be important for both your onboarding or your 30, 60, 90 days, and then beyond that. So you want to talk with your manager about any resources you're going to need to get your job done and do your job well. You can talk through the job performance process. So how are you going to be assessed? Who is going to measure your goals? What are the metrics if there's specific metrics that you're going to be accountable for? So typically in the first 30, 60, 90 days, the expectation for you as a new team member is to complete your essential training, meet the appropriate people. Although I will say that it's really crucial for you to get clear on the performance expectations so you don't miss something in your first few months on the job. Your manager is going to be super busy with everything else going on, and it's something that can easily get overlooked. So I always recommend bringing this conversation to the forefront when you are meeting with your manager in the very first week or first couple weeks on the job. And of course, I will say here that performance expectations do not end after onboarding. So I might go out on a limb and say performance expectations begin at the end of your onboarding. So therefore, learning how your performance is reviewed and measured beyond your onboarding period is critical. Some companies will have um, formal performance management processes where they meet, you know, biannually. Others are going to do that more frequent. So you can ask questions and make sure that you understand what that timeline looks like for your new company. So learning this process in your first couple weeks is going to help you remove the guesswork It'll help you prioritize and lay the groundwork for an exceptional first year. And then finally, if your company does not have a formal 30 or 60 or 90-day check-in, I highly suggest setting up a meeting with your manager at the 90-day mark to ensure that you're on the right track. So typical onboarding time frame is 90 days. This is an excellent time to ask for feedback about what's going well, ask for advice about what you could be doing better, and then you can define a forward-thinking plan. Not to mention, your manager will be impressed to hear how thoughtful and proactive you are about meeting your performance expectations. So the last thing I want to say here is give yourself some grace. Believing in yourself is vital to closing your previous door and your previous job and succeeding in this new job. Undoubtedly, you will face difficulties. There is going to be missteps and you can adjust. It'll be okay. So keep a close eye on how far you've come and enjoy your new beginning. So in summary, when planning your onboarding and making a fabulous First impression, you want to think through three main components. People, who do you need to meet and how can you begin to develop relationships and add value right away? Process, what are the team processes that you need to get in on ASAP? And performance, what is expected of you? What are you going to be evaluated on throughout your onboarding and then beyond? And maybe I might suggest on your first day, Before you begin your day, do some kind of grounding exercise to help you remain present throughout your first day and your first week so you don't do silly things like lock yourself out of your car. So remember that making a fabulous first impression is just the beginning of building relationships with your colleagues and your new employer keeping up a positive attitude and a strong work ethic will help you continue to make that immediate impact. So that's a wrap for today's episode. As always, you can find the show notes at flourish.careers blog. And if you like what you heard, please consider providing a rating and a review of the show. It helps more people like you find me. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll talk to you next time.